Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right. Good morning. <laughs> it's been a while. I, you, and you switched up the, the, the like, count-in or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, it hasn't been. It's just my new count-in. Chair counted up to 10 and then counted down. <laughs> So I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know if he just didn't remember how to count or what. I was worried for a second. I'm a drummer. I never forget how to yeah. count. And what's funny is, is he never told me what the countdown was. He just started <laughs> doing it. And then I didn't know there was going to be a one, two, three, four at the end of it. So then I would go live too early. And it, it took a little bit of an adjustment. Let's yeah. Just... I mean, luckily I've been at IPD for over a year and I'm, I just learned to just go with it. Roll so with good morning, everyone. Um, if I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, my name is Walter Hayes. Um, it's a pleasure to be here with you this morning. Um, <clears throat> I was asked just to to help and and share this morning. And just last week, we had a our normal staff um, kickoff meeting that we do called Make It Happen. And I had something on my heart that really went well with the the podcast this week. And um, I just want to share it. Um, but I know that's something that we we all struggle with. In fact, I've talked about this several times when I've been on the podcast is just anxiety and, and worry. And it's something I've always struggled with. Um, I'm, a, I'm a classic overthinker. Um, you know, I, I get that from my mom. Um, but that's just the way I've always been. Classic overthinker. Um, but that being said, um, I think it's important. You know, God's really um, done a lot of stuff in my life where... When I do take that pause, when I when I do step back and think uh, for a minute, and just not even with any expectations, just sit and just in silence for a minute, I can really see a lot that God has done for me, um, and I just think it's super important that we do that. So, with that being said, uh, in Philippians chapter four six, it says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God." Uh, I think uh, Villa might have talked about this um, earlier this week too, but you know you can pray or you can panic, you can worry or you can worship, and uh, I think it's important to remember that in those times where it's stressful, you can just sit there and freak out, or you can just take a minute to just just pray. Have you guys ever been in that situation where it's just freak out mode? Always. I work for I work for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Of course. Dave Villa sits really close to me. No. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely had freak out moments. Um, I'm trying to think if there's been a major one recently. Uh, probably my <laughs> my biggest freak out moment was I left work early on Wednesday to go to a doctor's appointment just to have my annual physical. And I drove all the way to the wrong side of town and called Ezra and asked Ezra, I said, hey, I need you to log into my portal really quick because I need to know what the address is. Because I realized I drove to the opposite side of Tampa. Like, I literally drove 30 minutes the wrong direction. Mm. That was a freak-out moment for me. Even though it's very, very small, that was my freak-out moment of the week. I I have them way more often than I'd like to have. Um, but I will say I've gotten better uh, with time of taking that pause and taking that breath. Uh, in Matthew 6, 25-27, it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about... Uh, your body, what you will wear, 
Is not life more than food and body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you worry, uh, worrying at a single hour to your life? You know, it's when, when you worry, it's times that you've forgotten about the promises of God. Um, I think that's super important, you know. Um, even as a child, you know, there's times even, you know, I probably can't remember it as much as me personally, but I can give my experience with my own kids where they were scared of the dark, you know, or they're scared to go to bed. But I had to let them know, like, hey, I'm just in the other room. I'm here if you need me. Uh, there's nothing to worry about. I've got you. And, and that, you know, assurance helped them, you know, go to sleep. You know, I know that's very simple, but, I mean, there's so many promises of God that really are simple in the sense of don't worry about the, the hows, the whys, you know, all the intricacies of that. Just worry that God's already promised you that he's got it taken care of. Um, God tells us if we trust him, he will provide all of our needs. Um, you know, if we choose to not trust him, we're choosing to be our own uh, on our own. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow sometimes. But let me explain it again. If we choose not to trust him, he's not choosing for us to be on our own. We're making that decision. He still desires, you know, and, and he's pursuing us. But we've made the decision that, hey, God, uh, I, I don't think this is something that you can handle, you know. And I think what we probably struggle with the most is that we need somebody, what we feel present right here in front of us, um, and it's that unseen. You know, I, I was telling Ashton about this um, the other day, but there's a song by Anthony Evans um, called uh, Silence, I think is the, the title of the, the song, but he talks about maybe you're speaking in, this, uh, in the silence, and maybe that's all I need to hear. So speaking in the silence, meaning that, like, we want some big, you know, massive thing to happen. In fact, I even, when I did this Make It Happen, I had this magic trick. It's not really a magic trick, but um, obviously. Uh, but I was going to try to do it, but I didn't know it that well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, when I tell my kids, you know, hey, I got this magic trick, their eyes get really big and they're like, sweet. Awesome. I used to do the same magic trick uh, with like the children's programs at church and stuff. I learned it from my assistant youth director when I was a youth pastor. But basically, you, you could take two pieces of paper, two napkins is what I normally use, and one of them is whole and folded behind the other, and you start to rip the one in front of it. And whenever you ball it back up, you can flip over the, the whole one, and it looks like you've just taken a, a shredded piece of you know, paper and made it whole again. Um, maybe I could do it on here sometime. But anyway, the whole premise of that uh, that trick is everybody's like, whoa, that's that's awesome. You just made this shredded piece of paper whole. And then what I would always do is I let them see that there really wasn't a lot of magic in it. What it was was I was replacing the torn you know, paper and giving them a new paper. But sometimes when we hear like magic, we're like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, lasers, you know, crazy stuff going on. It's going to be massive, but it's really simple. And I think that God's promises are very much like that too. It's a matter of, hey, don't, don't get caught up in, you know, God's got to do something massive right now. Like, no, you just need to pause. You need to, you know, pray because it's really way more simple than you think. Um, 
He intends to give you what he promised. He intends to answer that prayer. He intends to fulfill the vision. But sometimes, you know, we're just not ready yet. Mm. He wants to grow you, and and when you're ready, it's going to happen. The question is, will you trust him? You know, he wants to give you more than you've asked for, but sometimes we're just not equipped to handle it. That's a Mm. really tough pill to swallow, too. Um, You know, if if I'm praying for God, I really feel like I'm praying because I need it. You know, yeah. Um, it's not that I am just like saying, hey, God, sometime in the future, if you could help me out. Like normally when I'm praying, I'm like, God, like I need this yesterday. And so it's really hard whenever God's saying, you got to wait. My daughter, um, she's a just an athlete by nature, but um, she loves basketball. That's that's definitely her top sport. Um, and my wife, though, she's a coach at heart. She she coached high school. Um, sports, um, and she played sports all growing up. Uh, but anyway, that being said, she's she's hard on my kids in the sense of the coaching part of it, where she'll say, hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. And sometimes it's not fun for them. Uh, and one of the things that just happened recently is my daughter's been playing volleyball. And in volleyball, even though you need, you know, endurance and you need to have good cardio for that I think my daughter because that's not her primary sport didn't didn't work out as much on the cardio and my wife kept telling her basketball is coming you need to start getting out and run you need to get out and run you need to exercise and my my daughter's like I don't need to do that I'm good at basketball it'll come soon enough well she had practice last night for basketball and she hadn't had in a while and uh she told my my wife, she goes, at one point I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> and, and Just gassed. Know, she just, it was because she wants basketball season to come because she thinks she's ready for basketball season. My wife was saying, hey, I know you love basketball. You want basketball to be here, but I'm telling you right now, you're not quite ready for it. You need to get out there and you need to do this, this, and this so that you're ready. And I think God does that to us too. And it's a hard hard thing to handle sometimes when we're like, God, but, you know, this in life is good. And why would you want to prevent me from something good? And he's not trying to say, I'm trying to prevent you from something good. I'm trying to make sure you can enjoy the good. And we just, we don't see that in the moment. You know, I've talked about this in the podcast before too, and I shared this last week. My wife and I, um, you know, wanted kids. It didn't happen right off the bat. And it's like, God, why would you not want us to be parents. Like that seems pretty simple. You know, you've, you talk about us, you know, being, uh, you know, parents, you know, and, and that's an important part of, you know, discipleship and things like that. So why would you prevent us from that? And God wasn't telling us no, he was telling us wait, because our idea of parenting was a little different than what he had in mind. We have five beautiful children. Um, you know, we've been very involved in foster care um, and, it's something that when I was asking for children, that wasn't what I was asking for. And God, I think, really did a work in my wife and I that we were, I will say, we, we didn't probably feel as prepared as we, you know, probably were in the moment. But, I mean, God had really bigger plans than what we ever thought. Um, something else that I talked about as well, kind of going along with that, I do think in those times where God's told us to wait, we have this envious, you know, and jealousy that goes on. You know, I I wrote this down. When you're in God's waiting room, you can, 
uh, fall to temptation of all kinds of negative emotions. You can start stressing, getting anxious, irritable. You can get envious and jealous. It's in those times that a lot, of, a lot of times we say, well, why did they get their prayer answered and why not me? Or, God, they probably weren't even praying about that. Why would you give them that and not me? And it, it took me a while to think about this, but here's some examples. God told Noah to build a boat to save his family from a flood, and it didn't rain for 120 years. God told Abraham he'd be the father of a great nation, but he didn't have his first child until he was 99 years old. God told Moses he would lead the people out of slavery from Egypt, but then sent him to the desert for 40 years to wait. Even Jesus himself spent 30 years as a carpenter before starting his ministry. The waiting was very important still, and the waiting probably wasn't ideal in the recipient's mind, but it was, it was important. And it wasn't because God, like, forgot. It wasn't that God was, like, putting him off because he's, he's like, well, I told you I was going to do that, but I really don't have that ready yet. You know, that's probably what I do. <laughs> um, you know, Villa's asking if I got a project yet, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been working really hard on it. And then I'm, like, running to my desk, like, i got to hurry up and get this done. God's not doing that, I promise you. God's got it all. He, like, he had the plan ready for you before you were born, yeah. you know, he had the plan packaged perfectly for you. And he's just saying, but I'm going to give it to you at the right moment. You know, my dad didn't give me keys to a car when I was eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not ready for that responsibility. He gave my you know, keys to me whenever I was mature enough to handle it. You know, and, and God does the same thing. And sometimes we take it as like, but I think I could do it. I think I could do it right now. And God knows that we can't. It's not that he doesn't want us to do it. He knows that we can't do it to its fullest and that he wants to make sure that we get not only the pleasure of doing whatever it might be, but also reap the, the rewards from it too. Is I was actually, it was really a funny metaphor you just said because um, when I was, I think, 11, obviously my parents never gave me the keys to the car. My grandparents lived in Plant City on like, 10 acres of land and it was they lived on a back road so there wasn't a lot of traffic so one day I thought it would be a good idea to go take my grandfather's just small truck out for a ride you know and I took the keys and I ended up getting stuck because I tried to slide, slam the gas pedal down on a dirt road and dug a hole with the tire and it was really funny that you said that because when you take the keys before you're ready you end up getting stuck somewhere that you have to have somebody else come help you get out of mm. it's true mic drop bro <laughs> No pun intended on your name. Yeah. <laughs> the mic, mic drop. Mic made a mic it's drop. a double mic drop. Yeah. yeah. We're going to start saying mic drop, and I'm just going to fall over on the floor from now on whenever we say it. <laughs> well, I even think like whenever I was younger, my grandfather gave me the keys. Um, my grandfather just was like, ah, it'll buff. You know, that was his, <laughs> that was his mindset. My mom was a lot more cautious, but I'll be honest, like there's some things that my grandfather was not always the smartest about either. Um, and so he, luckily, my grandmother kept him in check really often. But, um, but I do, I, you know, jokes aside, I, I think there's several times where we're just impatient um, and, and we have the mindset of, God, why, why do I have to wait? You know, like, 
why would you not want me to do this? You know, maybe it's a promotion at work. God, that promotion could do so many things for not only me, for my family. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm a list uh, maker, so I, I like to just write out crazy lists, right? And one of the things I always do is I'll talk about things like for my future. Like I have a budget, uh, you know, I keep a Google Drive document with my family's budget on it. And I talk about things like, hey, when we pay this off, this is where I want that money to go. And, you know, it's kind of the Dave Ramsey thing, like every dollar's got to have a name. But, like, I already have dollars, like, ready for things in the future that I don't have yet. So it's like when I come into this money, this is what I want to do. And some of those things are really good. You know, mm-hmm. my wife and I have a, you know, a dream that we want to help fund adoptions at some point in our life. And that's a good thing. You know, God, why don't you just go ahead and drop a couple hundred grand on us because we can fund some adoptions now. Mm-hmm. But maybe... And if I'm being honest with myself, could I be that, um, you know, of a good steward with that money to make sure it all goes the right places? Maybe I, maybe I'm not, maybe, maybe I'm, I don't know that yet. If I'm being real and maybe God knows that maybe, maybe God says, Hey, there's some other things that I think are in the way that it's just not the right time yet. Mm -hmm. Even though it's a great thing. The good news is somebody else is in that time where it is a good time for them and God's blessing them to do those kind of things as well right now. God's not like saying, so we're just not going to let kids get adopted. No, but we've got some other people that, that are in the season to do that kind of stuff. And Walter, as though that might be on your heart, and I know that you know it's a great thing. It's just not the time yet. Um, that's, it's tough sometimes. It, it's good things. You know, We all have those things that we want to do that we think are good. For me, um, recently, obviously, I just finished. I officially graduated from Thrive last night for Radiant. Um, but for the longest time, um, when I left the previous church I was at, um, a lot of people that knew me were always just like, why aren't you playing anymore? Why aren't you, you know, why aren't you playing? And I just said, it's not, right now is not my time. I can tell when <clears throat> I'm being pulled towards something and I can tell when I need to pull back from something and take a step back and pause and like just step away from it. And that was a season of my life where probably one of the most predominant things I had associated myself with became my identity. And I think the reason that God had me not only not playing anywhere, but make specifically keeping me away from playing somewhere was because it had become my identity. My identity was only in that, not in being a Christian, not in being a Christ follower, not in any of those things. It was, I'm a drummer. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, people would always ask me that, like, why aren't you doing it? Like, this is your calling. And it, it, I believe it is my calling, but that was the reason that I had to step back and take a pause from it because I was allowing my calling to become my identity instead of letting my calling be a blessing to other people. So that was that was a really big pause for me. And then up until recently, and that's when you said God knows the plan. And I remember um, when it happened, it was very, very quickly. Like there was one day I was walking through the office and God, it sounds really bad for me to say this, but I could feel God nagging at me. Like, hey, it's time for you to play again. It's time for you to play again. I kept going, no, 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 no. I, you'll You'll make it obvious to me when you want me to play again. It's not just you saying it's time for you to play again. And I always argue with myself, too, when it's God talking to me. Is it my own brain talking to me or is it God talking to me? I don't know if anybody else does that, but I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, is this really God? Is this my own? Like, is this my own brain? You were great last night. Or is this the Lord? <laughs> but I, I vividly remember I was walking. I literally was walking somewhere in the office, and Ashton literally had the radiant, um, the promo that they were putting out, that they were looking for people for the worship team. And I looked. I literally, I... Would I literally passed it for half a second and God said, right there is the opportunity I just put in front of you. 
And I, I was like, all right, I guess my pause is done. But that was the, that was the biggest pause I've probably taken in a long time because I stopped playing for nearly three years. I just, mm-hmm. I wouldn't play because I knew that, like I said, my identity had become that I was a drummer, not I'm a Christian, not I'm a God follower. I'm a drummer. I will tell you too, just reminded me of a story that um, I think this is on the pursuit of happiness that he, he goes over it, but it's shared other places. But I think it's also important to, when you're asking God for something, understand that when when he gives it to you, it may not look like what you thought. And in the, the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, uh, he talks about this, this guy's drowning. Uh, he's out in the ocean, he's drowning, and uh, this uh, boat passes or whatever, and it says, you know, hey, do you need help? He goes, no, God's going to save me. So they leave, and then another boat comes by, hey, do you need help? No, God's going to save me. And goes on, and then another boat comes by, hey, do you need help? And the guy says, no, God's going to save me. Well, the guy drowns, and he dies, and he gets to heaven, he's like, you know, God, why didn't you save me? He's like, I sent three boats to you, dummy. You know, <laughs> like, so I do think sometimes uh, in our pause, we can also miss those opportunities. You just reminded me of that, though, when you said, you know, you saw the 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 flyer or whatever, the post about needing drummers, and you may not have thought Radiant was where it was going to be, you know, right. but you were also open to, hey, God, well, Dave commented. Dave commented, and it was perfect going into the end of that story. There's a difference between pausing and procrastinating. Yeah. I was moving from pausing to procrastinating. <laughs> I was legitimately moving from pausing to procrastinating. Procrastinating is putting it off, and I was starting to get to that point where I'm going, no, no, I'm just going to – I'll do this later. Like, yeah. No, it's not right now. And there's definitely a difference between that. Like Pausing was what I was going through when I knew God was telling me, Listen, I need you to take a step back. Mm-hmm. This is your calling, but you need to take a step back. Procrastinating was God going, no, it's literally right there in front of your face. No, that can't be it. That's not the right one. That's not the right sign. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think there's been many times in, in my life where God has had something where it didn't look like what I thought, and I could have easily missed the boat, so to speak. I could have missed out on it. Uh, and so fortunate that I didn't, you know, even this job here. I've known Dave Villa uh, for a while now, but when we first met, I told him, I was like, man, I hope that someday I, I, I can work with you. And we stayed in contact. We'd talk on the phone or through text messages here and there. And there were a couple different occasions where, you know, there was an opportunity. But, you know, whatever it was, although for me it was like, oh, man, this is the right time. We've got to do this. My wife was like, it is not the right time. We are not doing this. And uh, <laughs> But – when it finally came together, it was like the perfect time. Even though we've had challenges with some of the stuff we, we you know, had designed for when we came, you know, here, and we're talking about with the company strategy of what we, what we thought was going to happen didn't happen quite in the, the time that we thought, but it was still the perfect time for me to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just been a blessing. I know uh, we can look through the comments. I don't know if anybody has any you know, comments or anything that's going on before we get ready to close out. Um, um, I know actually my mom had texted um, me and a few other people in the room. Um, she said that uh, God, uh, God is tough love and, some, and, in grace, and grace love. For the same reason, um, there's potential. And uh, he encompasses both, both of those things because he knows the beginning and the end. Um, and so it's, you know, maybe Mike in that season needed that, like, that tough love to kind of, like, push him forward and, like, hey, yeah. like, oop, there you go, like, mm-hmm. a little, like, just like a little nudge, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like a mama bird, right? Like, when, they, when they're when they teaching their ba- uh, baby birds how to fly, it's like a little, it's literally like a <laughs> nudge, and it's like, you're going to fall, and then you're going to have to learn how to pick yourself up, like, 
right when you're like about to fall. And it's the same thing. I think sometimes the Lord knows the seasons that we need of like, you know, a little push and a little nudge. And then also the times where we need to be like embraced and just completely like, hey, like I'm going to come for you, my, my, my child. I'm going to walk you through this season. Um, and then, uh, you know, it just, it, it's a huge, it's a huge thing when we, I think, invite the Lord into that. Um, and we allow him to kind of show us our needs like because we don't know them. Um, I know there's a few comments, like you said, Walter, and then I know we can kick it to you in a second, Mike. Um, let's see. So um, so sometimes the le- Dumasani said this, sometimes the lesson is to learn and to pause. That's crazy. Like, are we willing to walk in obedience to just, hey, pause? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like that's a hard, that's a hard thing. Um hard pill to swallow at times for sure um let's see if we see any else all right i gotta read this one out because i have an example to go with this to Masani said the other day when we were talking about freak out moments they were about to give his little girl a bath and he suddenly felt warm liquid dripping down the side of his body (laughs) been there oh my gosh i literally (laughs) took my daughter out of the bathtub last night and there was no diapers upstairs so then i had to carry her downstairs and all she has is a towel and she keeps writhing around so like the towel's pretty much (laughs) fallen off at this point so i'm just carrying a naked baby around the house trying to find diapers and I'm like, I swear to Bob, if this child pees on me, I'm about to, like, <laughs> for adoption. Like, I ain't doing this. <laughs> oh, man. Been there. Um, I will tell you, I, I was thinking about this, too. I don't know why this story just came to me. Um, I, I don't know fully what truth there is to this story. I, there's obviously probably some truth to it. Um, it's the story of the flaming hot Doritos. Um, so you can Google about the janitor story in Doritos. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up real quick. So this guy was a janitor. And um, I'm going to paraphrase the story really quick because I know we don't have much time. But he basically had an idea from what I understand. And he was the janitor. And he somehow gets a meeting with some people uh, with Frito-Lay and has this idea for flaming hot like Doritos or or Cheetos or whatever it might be. Um, I I don't eat those. But anyway... He, he was a janitor, and he had this idea, and he got with the right people, had the, the right conversations, and ended up getting elevated into this new position. Um, so when we think about this procrastination part, he could have easily thought, I'm just a janitor. Like, nobody's going to pay attention to my idea. Nobody's going to listen to me. I'm just, I'm just here to sweep floors. And instead, he's like, I have an opportunity. I'm going to seize it. And it turned into something more. Like Google that story because uh, there's obviously a lot more in, in depth you can go. But my dad told me that one time um, here within the last couple of years or something. I always thought it was cool just thinking, man, this janitor, like he could have easily just been like, man, that, that's way above my pay grade. I am not, I'm mm-hmm. not equipped for that. And instead, he took an opportunity um, and God blessed him for it. Okay. Um, so... I know we're getting ready to get out of here. Um, I pray that as you guys go on through the weekend, finish out your week, that you just have a blessed week. You know, I tell this to my team every day when we have our kickoff meetings and we pray. You know, I just, I pray that I glorify God in all that I do. And I pray that I can be a blessing to each and every person that I encounter, whether it's in the, you know, grocery, you know, store line, whether it's talking to somebody on the phone. You know, I just want to be a blessing because I know I don't know what the other side's going through, mm-hmm. and there's times where I do fall short on that. I'm not going to lie, um, but that that's my prayer every day. I just want to be a blessing to people um, and lift them up because that's what the world needs a lot more of right now. Mm-hmm. So, sure. any other closing thoughts? 
good. Be blessed. All right. Thank you so much, Walter. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Really big thank you to Walter for filling in today and, co- and hosting the podcast. Um, really quick, we don't post too many of them too often anymore, but today we do have a song of the day, which is Anthony Evans' Silence. Walter mentioned it earlier in the podcast. If you guys would like, we have a daily t- encouragement text message that goes out every single morning, Monday through Friday. It is completely free for you to opt into. You can text the letters EZGC to 813 522 three three five six like i said it's completely free it's text from dave every single morning just to kind of help your day get going if you guys want just opt into it to everybody that joins us live every single morning thank you all for being with us the hearts the emojis the comments that you guys constantly leave with us we love it we appreciate you guys being here with us every morning but if for any reason you can't make it there are two different ways that you can always keep up with us number one we upload the replay every day on youtube at 3 p.m so make sure you guys go to youtube look up game changer podcast live and you hit the subscribe button and make sure you hit the bell because it'll notify you when you guys when we upload the newest episode as well if you guys want to take us on the road on the go or if you prefer audio versions you can always find us on your favorite podcasting platform we're on pretty much all of them the biggest being apple Podcasts, spotify and google Podcasts. if you guys are watching on replay or listening to any of our audio podcasting platforms you guys can always join us live every single morning at 8.30 a.m. EST on YouTube and Facebook. Just search David Villa Game Changer and we will come up. Make sure you guys check out our featured Bible plan of the week. We just dropped it last Friday. It is He Said, She Said, He Says. We did a we did a podcast series on it, I believe, about a month ago. So you guys can actually listen to the podcast series as well as read through the Bible plan. Let us know what you guys think. We would love to hear your feedback on it. I think Dave said this is his favorite one we've done so far. And we've got about like 30 of them out there so far, if not more. But... Thank you all for tuning in. Next week, we will be back bright and early Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Hope you guys have a blessed weekend. We will see you guys next week. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.